And they did that once for on uh on April Fools at Fog Creek where uh let's see, they made a fake they made a fake Joel on software post where Joel uh had decided to open source Fogbugs and and uh they served it only inside the company. On Joelonsoftware.com. On Joelonsoftware.com and and Ben had written it to sound like Joel's voice. He'd done a great job with it. And so you went and yeah. you and you looked at it and you're like, haha, April Fools, haha. And then you get to the bottom and there's a link to a zip file which has <laughs> oh, all the code in it <laughs> so you're like haha funny joke joel wait joel tried to post a joke and then actually posted the source code so then everyone started freaking out and i think michael Pryor saw it and like called up and was like yelling at people and then it turned out to be a funny joke i, I was pretty sure that i hadn't written that post and had forgotten <laughs> it but it really was in my voice like ben Pollock he did a great, great he did he's a good writer he yeah. did a great job so i that. immediately tried um you know, checking from another IP address. The moral yeah. of the story is that Joel's employees all do think he's crazy, and when Michael Pryor yells, you shouldn't listen. Okay, this is Stack Exchange Podcast number 38 with Jay. Hello. David. Hey. And Will. Hello. Have you ever been on the podcast before? Never. Will is the um, make him wear a beanie. PM. We don't know what the P stands for, but the M stands for manager. So he's like some kind of manager of uh, the careers team, careers 2.0 by uh, Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow careers 2.0, which um, I see here, according to this advertisement, is now launching in Germany. Yes, a lot's happened since we launched, which is I think the last time we talked about careers on the podcast. When we relaunched as careers 2.0, I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure that's yeah, the yeah. last time we talked about it. That was years ago. I yeah. almost have forgotten. Almost that. two years. Was it really? Before before we go to Germany, maybe we should talk a little about what 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 does careers what does careers do exactly? Will what makes careers special? This is Tell Will us. we're talking to, not Jeremy. Yes, uh, can I call you Jeremy? Will <laughs> <laughs> you can, but I won't answer. Your new name is Willermy. I like it. Who is Jeremy? Do we have? He's a Jeremy? the new core PM. He just yes. started this week. Yeah, but he's not on the podcast. No, we're gonna no. have him on the Welcome podcast. Welcome, Jeremy. Let's have him we'll on. Give the podcast him a few months time. before we subject him to this new. madness. Yeah, that everybody has to come on the podcast and meet the people. So, Will, tell us about careers. Yes. So careers is the best place for employers to find technical talent and the best place for programmers and developers to find great employers. And basically, we do this through two products. Uh, employers can post job listings, which then get advertised on Stack Overflow and some of the other um, tech-specific um, Stack Exchange sites. Joel on software. Yeah, and Joel on software, yeah. Coding horror. Coding horror, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, other product is CV Search, which allows um, the employers to search uh, candidates who have opted in to being part of the candidate database. They can see basically really cool stuff on them. And so it's not just your basic profile that you would get on LinkedIn, but it also includes things like, you know, the top answers that you have on Stack Overflow that have been upvoted and the user gets to sort of define which answers they want to show off on their profile. We can also link in your GitHub repositories and uh, other projects that you've worked on before um, that are online. So in addition to kind of normal job search matching type sites, which I've, I've heard there are others. Yes. Um, OkCupid. Okay like OkCupid, okay for, for example. For the job of girlfriend. Um, it's it's like a matter of time. Of, never mind. I'm hiring a girlfriend. I'm um, on OkCupid. Okay yeah, Joel on OkCupid. Okay um, th they essentially can present their sort of public artifact. They can select from their public artifact portfolio. That becomes part of sort of what the employers say. Sure. Yeah, and it's and it's really helpful, you know, to especially to technical hiring managers who can actually gain knowledge from looking at, 
you know, the answers that they've had on Stack Overflow um, actually going into their open source projects on GitHub and uh, they get a much better idea. They can probably save time on the interview process just knowing what this person's capable of, what type of problems they've solved, what their level is. Can they can they speak and can they describe things in kind of real real human terms about technical topics, complexity, that kind of thing? Yeah. 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 So just just stepping back, the, the kind of big picture goal of careers, the reason we started is we've got all these awesome programmers on Stack Overflow and uh, some of them need jobs. A lot of them need better jobs than the ones they have right now. Yeah. And we they already know so much. They've already shown, demonstrated on the internet what they know. Why make them, you know, why just reduce them to this kind of resume that that doesn't say that much about them when we could actually, you know, show employers their answers and yeah. people can actually. Program, just... Programmer resumes are really terrible. Yeah, because there's yeah. never any code on them. Like I'm looking at one that this guy that we just made an offer to. There's no, there's no code. There's not a single line of code on this resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing other than just saying it's just basically like a list of companies. And just if you've ever heard of them, then that's a good resume. <laughs> and and then some. Occasionally, there's like little keywords like uh, C sharp. C yeah. sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So so the idea is you know trying to move away from that to towards kind of this you know show don't tell model, right? Show us the projects that you've done. Show us your open source. Show us some public artifacts that you've made. Your blog. Your Stack Overflow answers. Your Instagram. Right. A and uh, <laughs> uh, hmm, okay. Maybe not that. <laughs> Maybe if there's a lot of code that you take look pictures at the, of. Look at the contrast in this code. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, 70s uh, filters not, makes code look better. Not, okay, not Instagram. It definitely does. Fine. So show employers what you've actually done. So, yeah. so that's kind of the idea, and uh, and it's been pretty popular since we, we relaunched as Careers 2.0 a couple years ago, and we're up to, I think we just crossed 75,000 profiles in the database. So. Around 84 now. 84. Yeah. See, my, my news is like three days old, and we're yeah. at 84,000 already. 84,000. Profiles. Profiles. So yeah. if you're if you're looking to hire a programmer, we got eighty four thousand that you can search. Yep. They're all the same. Yeah. It's kind of a balancing act too. We have all the normal stuff that you would normally see on our you know, resume or on your LinkedIn profile or something right. like that. I mean, the key is that, you know, hiring managers want to see something that looks like a resume because they're used to parsing through thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of resumes. But at the same time we wanna, you know, add in that additional kick that will help even normal hiring managers and especially the technical hiring managers. One thing I've noticed is that the uh, the average old school big company hiring department has separated out the tasks of finding resumes from the task of, of actually reviewing candidates. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually know what to do when we say, hey, why don't you search on Stack Exchange and find some awesome people or and on Stack Overflow Careers CV search that sure. sometimes confuses them. Whereas for me, I can go in there and just like, you know, click a few buttons and immediately start identifying good programmers. Absolutely. And it, it's one of those like long-term goals of careers, right? Is the better matching we can do, the less technical you need to be in order to run a search, right? Yeah. I just realized that air quotes don't work on this. So, uh, yeah, we'll all pretend yeah. we could hear, but, yeah. so, and, and I mean, we've got a quote unquote, you just have to say quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, anyway, we've got, no, then you this. sound pretentious. <laughs> So-called. We have yeah. a lot of taxonomy, too, they can look for, right? So instead of getting into all that keyword silliness where people are just trying to get those words in their resume, we can actually, people can present where they were writing historically in volume and high complexity in a given language, for example, right? Yeah. So all the tags and... Yeah, and the thing is that CV search works really well for all types of hiring managers, right? Whether you're technical or not. The, the, the problem is, is that, you know, the smarter we can be about doing the matching without someone having to understand that just because someone says .NET on their, you know, profile 
but they don't make web applications and you're trying to hire a web developer, you know, sometimes hiring managers can't see that directly from the profile uh, or, or don't understand that from the search results. So if we can get smarter about doing matching, then it takes some of those problems away from the from the manager doing the work. Yeah, this is what this is what we call the dating model, right? Yeah. Uh, thinking of mm-hmm. this as basically a dating site like OkCupid that we were just making fun of. Um, we were. Was that on the air? I can't remember. Yeah, it was on the air. So this is um, becoming an ad for OKCupid. We should we should reach out to them. <laughs> so uh, uh, the the dating model is basically: look, you've got you've got kind of companies on one side, and you've got programmers on the other side, and we think of it as you know our our job in the middle is kind of like a dating service, right? We want to match the right people with the right jobs, and and vice versa. So the idea is to get to a point where companies can come in, and instead of saying, "I want to." C-sharp programmer with five-plus years experience and, you know, four years of .NET, we say, we just say kind of describe the, you know, describe the technologies you work with, um, give us the profiles of other people on your team, kind of answer some questions about your company, and then we know enough to go and match you with uh, the, the right programmers, and we just kind of present you with those people magically. So th- this yeah. is the the kind of long-term vision of the product, and one of the hard problems that we're working on uh, on the careers team are starting to think about is how do we do that matching? What are the what are the things that developers really care about when they're looking for a job? Um, what what's most important to you and and so on? So we can make sure we're matching on those things. Getting through things like culture is difficult, right? And that's one of the things we talk about a lot is how do you how do you as a company you know filter by culture or how do you as, yeah. a, as a candidate try to find a company that fits the culture that you're looking for? I think sometimes candidates don't even know that. They'll go interview in a company and they'll look around and they're, they should know by just looking at the way the cubicles are arranged that they're not going to enjoy yeah. working at this company. And somehow they, they, they ignore that signal because it's not a part of the official. They sure. don't feel like that's an official thing that they should be looking for. Like the fact that the whole company creeps them out doesn't really trigger but they, they 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 go home and they make a list and they write down the pros and cons and they put the salary and the, on the number pros of days and then off they put the cubicle the and the cons and but they may not even well, notice it sounds that, like a lot Joel, of money yeah, Joel's and, like you're weighing all these like these these really kind of measurable things about how like how it works instead of just going like those people aren't like me and I don't belong well the, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing the like me don't belong that's that's the people tend to focus on things that they can measure Yes, rather True. than things that right. They can't. So, so the salary is overemphasized, and yeah. The, yeah. the how happy you're going to be there is underemphasized, especially programmers, yeah. right? Because programmers like numbers and we should put more smiley. Stats. We should put smiley faces all over the office, and then people could count the number of smiley faces to right. assess how happy they'll be. Right, right. Maybe no. just the people should be happy. There were 47 percent more smiley faces there than at the last company I went to. Beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of there's still a lot of blue ocean here. Like I feel like we've you've taken that model that like we, we didn't we didn't invent candidate matching right as no. far as this search thing that we're talking about kind of what sites mm-hmm. like monster and uh this more technically focused ones right do but we do it better right because it's just a lot more you can pre-filter in kind of big meaningful ways but it seems like so that's better than that but it seems like then the next there's a lot of space between that and then you know the uh for 25 percent of everything you were going to pay this person i'll help find you people right there's there's oh yeah like a, a, it seems like there's a giant uh, There's still a, a big gap between kind of our, I would call it advanced candidate uh, finding model, and then there's sort of that full service headhunter model that just seems wildly overpriced for what it is. We talk about external headhunters. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, that's the idea behind matching, right? Is that the hiring manager then doesn't have to do the work of searching and sorting and finding, right? They just get a list of like, hey, here are three people. These are the people you should be looking at. That's what the recruiter's doing for them. And like you said, I mean, if you're looking at a $100,000 job, they might charge twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 in right. order to place that person. Right. 
uh, you know, when when compared to that, we'll we will look like a bargain. Right, <laughs> right. These are the contingency recruiters for which you're paying. The company is paying an enormous premium, for really the, not that much. Mostly, what they're doing is annoying develop, uh, good developers until they get their resume, and then yeah. Oh, you're not interested. If you give me the name of ten other people yeah. you think might be interested, I'll stop talking to you right now and go call them. <laughs> right. That's that's yeah. the key is when they ask you for other contacts. If you're not interested, you know yeah, yeah. it's bad. To, to be clear, we love we love internal recruiters. Hi, Joe. Welcome, yeah, we just welcome hired board. one. We also like retained recruiters. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the contingency recruiter model that's broken, where it's yeah. it's like it's like you're putting a bounty on each person that you they're basically hire, and they're, they're trying to in, they're trying to interject themselves in between a transaction that's going to take place with or without them, so that they can get a fee. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like it's very similar to the realty model, right? The, yeah, the, the real that, estate brokers. The, that person is quote unquote providing service, but their interests are totally not aligned with yours. And they uh, even if they act like I mean the, the amount of money that they make is entirely dependent on how many. Commissions they get. Right. Yeah. Closing deals, not making good deals right. for the other for the, the counterparties. Which is often just a matter of like getting houses for sale. Getting 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 houses that you can list. So it essentially becomes a spammy business where you just right. it's all a numbers game. There's also this weird thing where they're they, they think they're trying to develop like long term relationships with their talent or their their programmers, which is odd if you think about it, right? Instead of trying to place somebody in a job they're gonna be happy in and for ten years, they're trying to place somebody in a job they're gonna be happy in in two years right. for two years so that they can place yeah. them in another job right. after two it's years. It's interesting so that you can... say two years because the contract yeah. usually says right. one year. They get paid if you stay for a year and then they're gonna start calling you. Then again. they immediately start calling you and, yep. and they think that's they think of that as like a good thing. Like they've established a relationship with you and they're just shuffling you through crappy jobs. <laughs> okay. I, I want to change the subject unless you guys have something unbelievably awesome planned. Well, there's just one other thing we wanted to mention about careers. Oh, okay. which is that we're hiring. Oh, yes. No, that have we? Uh, did we? Was there also maybe one other thing, which was the main thing we wanted to talk about on careers? I don't even remember. There was another large oh, thing. Oh, I, I think. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How come this localization took so long? It's been months. Everybody's been saying, "Hey, we're localizing for drink." Didn't you just go in? Can't you just go in and replace a bunch of strings with the equivalent strings in the in the uh, G- German language? No. Uh, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> it turns out. Turns out it's slightly more complicated than Joel this imagines. One of, those, one of those hacker news conversations. It starts with "Why didn't they just dot dot dot," and then is followed by "It turns out dot dot dot." Was Babel was Babelfish down? Yeah, I don't understand. Wait, I can just use "find" and "replace" in Word, right? Yeah, yeah. We finally do seem to have killed the uh, the meme of I could I could. Re- replace yeah. that over a weekend, right? Yeah, I, I could do that in, in Visual Basic in a weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. No, uh, well, it was interesting because um, no one on the team had ever localized the site before. And the site um, had no concept of wanting to be localized when it was built. That's really the big thing is that retrofitting localization onto a site that was yeah. not ever designed for it is uh, painful. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, you know, we ended up you know, early on realizing that getting all the text out of the C-sharp, getting all the text out of the JavaScript was going to be difficult. It took a long time. We had to go through a lot, I mean, every line of code, basically, um, to make sure that we could do this. And uh, then, you know, later on, we had little treats like, oh, we have text in the database. You know, how are we going to get this out? Yeah, there's a bunch of, there's yeah. a bunch of different pieces to this. Text is, text is one of them, but yeah. 
the, the text gets hard. Going through and replacing the strings isn't hard. What no. gets hard is when there's a number in the string or when there's four numbers in the string or yep. when it's plural or not plural and you got to yep. make sure you handle pluralization correctly. So there's some, and, some logic that and then says when you, if X equals one, then There's this all string, sorts of stuff you get to do because you got to make sure you ask the translator. you got to know that it's a number so you can make sure you ask the translator for all the permutations of yep. it. And, 30% um, of German words have more than 28 letters. So then, then there's the second then there's a secondary correct. problem, which is once you, once you actually do all that and you get the German in there and you find a good company to do the translation and you're happy with them, then you find out that a thing that was four letters in English, what was the example of this? Like 28. Job turns out to be like 28 letters Re in receipt, German. Receipt was, receipt is 19 characters or 20 characters, I think, in yeah. German. So, so yeah. there's a lot of words like that in, in German in particular, which just makes all your layouts break. And then you're going back to your translators and you're saying, could you could you give us a shorter word that means almost the same thing? <laughs> yeah. or, is, is now when I get to say schadenfreude? It's not really related, but I just, if I don't say it, it's, it's just going to... It's not going to happen on this okay. podcast. So it. so it turns out that <laughs> so, so I mean it, it's like anything else it, it it looks easy on the surface but the the you know the last ten percent is ninety percent of the effort. Nick Larson um, says it's the word edit. And uh, th then the oh, other thing edit, that we had yeah. to do was uh, was go through and rewire everything to accept different currencies so that we can now take euros in Germany instead of charging them dollars, uh, which no longer really made any sense. So that yeah. that that's also another big chunk of work. You know we yeah. we had to rewrite a lot of our. Uh, our, our back end uh, that's processing, processing processing payments you know we're we're not processing the credit cards ourselves but th and then it turned out that our credit card processor couldn't process this Euros is for one and, country yes uh, but but we did it right so that hopefully when uh we, we localize biting. into you know france or japan or something like that uh it bear biting like biting bears we did manage to not uh, to avoid the pitfall of going through and just replacing every string with if language equals german then yeah. this <laughs> else <laughs> this uh, we, we did manage to build it in a you know a general way that uh, we can plug in other languages and other currencies and uh, it'll be 90% of the work will be yeah. reusable the next time. Joel, for what it's worth, you just yeah. said biting bears without explaining that you were referring to something in the chat room related to No, this no, conversation. I said the word edit. The word edit is the one that um, grows dramatically in German because we have these little tiny buttons everywhere that yeah. say edit. And then um, and the German for that is bear biting, I guess, which does yep. sound like that's it means not biting how you bears. Say it. <laughs> Ear biting or... Uh, let's just not even try. The accent was what we need though. is four people who don't speak German all trying. <laughs> I think will help. So the nice thing that helped us here is we have a we have a developer who speaks German and we have a salesperson who speaks German. Yep. Uh, they didn't do the translation for us because that would have been the just, other thing. I'm when you do one of these but, translations is every time you show it to a native speaker, they always say, uh, "Oh yeah, that's that's not right." That's well, that's not, the that's other, I mean, good. it's this just is no good. If you think about the translator's <laughs> job, it's really hard because they're just getting strings in a in a spreadsheet or something, and they're just translating them, and they don't really get to see where it shows up on the page. And we did some cool stuff actually that, that made that a little bit easier like when we send our stuff off to the company we ended up using a claro we would send them the actual string and then the url which that string appears on so, so they could at least look at it theoretically yeah i mean unless it was behind like you know if it was a error on the on the checkout process they probably couldn't reproduce it but for the most part most of the text could be found that way and they the, didn't necessarily do that because that would take more time and they could just type the translation yeah. rapidly into their translation tool. Yeah, but we had a two-step process. Basically, we sent it all to them, they did their translation, and then we had a couple of Germans who worked for us go through yeah. and read it and tell us why it was wrong. And, and then we could push back on them and say, you know, the other thing you find out is you, you have to kind of build up a glossary of terms, which is probably everybody who's done this before knows this, but we didn't realize that. You yeah. got to have a glossary of things that you make sure they're translated the same way every time and... 
but you're always using the same word for oh right 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 for because sometimes a job listing sometimes right? those localization companies the translation companies will split it among ten people so they can do it faster right. we don't know what's happening and then you'll have the a whole there. group of people and then you'll have a help file that says you know go to this page and click on the whatchamacallit button and then on that page the button will have a different word the McGillicuddy yep. button because it got translated differently yep um, Matt points out also that we support Markdown in all our strings all over the place not all of them but a lot of them yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, so it's just it's you know it's just a, it's just a slog. Know how to do. You gotta cut. You just gotta kind of push through it. And yeah, get we it didn't even mention them. emails, which is another oh, yeah, interesting yeah. thing. Yeah. The design ramifications of accepting different colored money, is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't. Come All we did have to check. We color. had we we do have the the part of the site where you can hold it up to your screen, and we uh, we accept bills that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep asking. I said, bitcoins Ooh. are still next on our currency uh, list. That's you know that's that's down the Why road. Why does speaking of which do we accept? We should take Google Wallet. Do we take Google Wallet? Everybody no, should take Google, Google Wallet. Wallet. I don't know. I just found that I was buying a, a sweater earlier today, <laughs> and one of the options <laughs> so now... was Google Wallet. <laughs> and you just click that button, and it's it. That's it. They ship it to your house. They have your address and your credit card on file. It's magic. This podcast brought to you by Google <laughs> and the Google Wallet service. Enjoy it today at your local sweater shop. I don't. Uh... It didn't mean to be an advertisement, but it was amazing how much more crap you buy when it's like wait one click. i know a solution compared to having to type your address shipping address billing address make an account choose your password just buy everything you want to buy on amazon they sell everything do they yeah. sell software developers on amazon? True. i'm pretty sure they do after we get through bitcoin and maybe magic beans we'll do google wallet the yeah. chat room points out that i've somehow changed the subject <laughs> <laughs> what what i didn't notice back. without an awkward segue i doubt that well, you guys were talking about holding money up to the computer somehow. We, we got back to buying developers. It's all related. <laughs> was there something else in localization that was uh, particularly uh, tricky? or? Um, the, the email stuff was, uh, was pretty tricky. Um, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, we, we covered most of it. But uh, yeah, accepting foreign currencies could end up becoming pretty tricky because we had to switch over payment processors and uh, merchant yeah, accounts. Yeah, that was fun. Like that, that was when we found out that our payment processor wouldn't take euros and yeah. Were there any images we had to localize? That's often an issue, which is like, you may not even think it's an image, but you have a somewhere you have a toolbar that has a dollar sign on it that so you're supposed to click. Yes. For, uh, yeah. I mean, not our logo. Our logo didn't have anything that needed changing, but we have screenshots of like your profile, Joel. Uh, there's a screenshot yeah. on there. We're going to change that to Ben's profile because he has a... What? Yeah. There's a few screenshots. But oh, fortunately, we really don't American use... All that you know, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 this was a lot more of a problem. 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Now you just don't... You, when it was just normal to have text and text images and image because it was the only way to make it look good, right? Yeah. Now now we've got text as text and you can do right. you know, drop shadows and all that stuff, effects text. with just the CSS. So there, there what, that wasn't as much of a problem, but that gets to be a huge pain when it when you have to worry about that. Okay. So that was localization. Localization, yeah. what else is going on And then week? the last thing with careers is that, uh, that we are hiring. Just wanted to make a note of that. If yes. you're a developer in New York or... A, or you want to move to New, New York. York. We're uh, we're building a big, beautiful office, and now we have to fill it. Let's talk about all the reasons. Well, first of all, where where else are you going to get a hexagonal office? Let's let's talk about that. That's right. First of all, you're going to have a private office that is going to be hexagon shaped. Yeah. Yes. With Rare. a door that slides closed, lots of glass and windows and stuff like that on our beautiful, spectacular office, which feels like a boat because it's so high up. And two it's just two like, floors. Yeah. 
Did you say it feels like a boat because it's so high up? Yes, I think because you look out the windows and you just sort of see sky. It did kind of feel nautical Boats really when you look only out. work at sea level, Do you Joel. mean it's airplanes? You'll sit in your office and feel nauseous. No, an airplane has little teeny tiny windows that you look out of and you okay. can't see anything. What kind of boat are you thinking about? Uh, a boat that flies about 300 feet up above Manhattan. It's like a tower in that it's <laughs> <Okay>. underground. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, so the boat, if you want to work at a boat. The windows sort of feel like a, a flying boat. You know how they have a big, big square windows on ferries? Okay, yeah, yeah. They're just sort of continuous kind of the, square the, windows the, all around. The seats it. that you can never quite get comfortable in because they've got like the fixed armrests. We're going to have super comfortable seats. Sorry, this is all air-ons all the time. What Joel's getting at is if, if you like confusing similes, this is the place to work. It's going to be a really nice office. It's near the seaport, that's right, and it's... Um, it all comes back to boats. <laughs> <laughs> you can be programming on a boat. Uh, you could probably take link, a ferry link, to work link. if you live over The link will in, be in the uh, show notes. Over in Brooklyn, you could probably take the ferry right to You could, actually. Oh, my God. You could it's take great. the water taxi. If you there lived you in Dumbo, you'd, be, you'd walk out your house, you'd jump on a, uh, uh, like a four-minute uh, water taxi, yeah. and you'd be at the office. Yeah. And when the subways are amazing. down, which the subways in Brooklyn yeah. go down, yeah, easy way to get in. Then you can take the ferry. Dallas pitch is deteriorating. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> the other reasons why it's awesome to live uh, in New York. Coffee bar. That's oh, right. just New York in general. Well, just New York in general. I was, uh, I was talking to a candidate today, so I was... Well, one thing about one thing about New York, which is different from a lot of the other places where people go to work, is that um, you already have friends here. What? Like everybody has like ten you, friends. Are you York. offering to be? Oh, if you don't know anyone in New York, you're the kind of loser who can't work. <laughs> I don't here. know if it's that's worth... really a selling point. <laughs> they, you we like promise, them. you already have friends here. You just don't know it. You you will find, for example, if you re, if you went to a, a a university, say, and then you graduated and you went to work in, let's say, Austin or or the Bay Area or Seattle um, for one of those big tech companies in one of those places, you already have more friends in New York than you do in. Austin, Bay Area. You just do. That's just the way it is. <laughs> because you're working so much there that you don't have any friends. The, that's but here the first you'll reason. have friends. And the second reason is that, you know, you'll have friends from college and from high school that ended up here and family members and stuff like that. That's kind of an odd sales pitch. I, I don't Come know to what we're New York about. where you have friends. <laughs> that's a good reason to move to New York. Huh. Also, Plus, the subway, you don't have to own a car. Your husband. That is huge. Or wife. Uh, I should be equally opportunity offensive here. Um, you find a job, <laughs> no matter what. Ah. career that they work in. So, for example, if you go to the Bay Area and you have um, a, a fashion model husband, then he's not going to be able to get a job in the Bay Area. Because we all, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> so, many, so many of our listeners are married to fashion models. I thought, I thought Joel really had insulting our user base, but David was really quick to jump in and, and <laughs> just hammer that one home. Or somebody that wants to go to, let's say, for example, that your significant other wants to go to medical school. Well, we have like 10 medical schools, which... Uh, uh, that's you know, that's an interesting example you bring up because I believe there have been two or three programmers yeah. who have moved away from Fog Creek or Stack Exchange because they. No, no. They were, first of all, we had people that moved because their here significant for other school. wanted to go to medical school. No, that's why they. That's why they moved here. Well, oh, that's true. We had as many people move here to go to medical school as to move away. Yeah, there was the one who went to. There was the one who went to Poland. Of yeah. Speaking of Europe. Yeah. I moved here so my wife could go to medical school here, but I did it many years before I joined here because that was a long plan. I was really focused on this. Uh, did you have another topic, Joel? No, do you guys? <laughs> so it sounds like move to New York because it's big. You know what? You know what else people? You know what else people have <laughs> in New York? <laughs> What's awesome about working at Stag Exchange? Go uh, free food. Okay, Cuban healthcare. Yeah, it is like Cuban healthcare, well, which we mean covered. not that it's you know oppressive <laughs> no. and <laughs> no, 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 and it's Very not like good. Mark Cuban healthcare Everything. either. It's, it's, no. it's everything okay. is free and totally paid for, and there's no like copays and and crap like that. 
Like, act, you no don't actually have to pay anything. What's yeah. even better is that they have a certain kind of magic where no one gets sick. You don't even need the health care. That's <laughs> okay, how, it's, that's how we do However, uh, free metro cards. Free metro cards. You can ride the subway and the bus anywhere for free. Which comped gives... workouts, uh, workout. Oh yeah, or, we pay for your yeah, gym, healthcare, or whatever you yeah. call it. If you yeah, like programming, this place is ideal for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> false. Don't ever. The gym reimbursement is like a shame program. It's just like they've ta you've taken everything away from like the reasons you Bunch. might not join a gym, and it's That's just true. because you suck. Now that it you becomes. Don't go to the gym. It does make it very obvious. It would be free. We have more nightclubs in any other city. Huh. Are we back to spend nightclubs? Some of your some of your extra. Bonus that we pay people for work yeah. in New York. Oh, and we've had 300 year storms in the last two years, so you're probably good for a while. <laughs> three? I think there were three, weren't there? There was the Irene. Yeah. Then there was uh, Sandy. Sandy. Why'd you, why'd you have to call him on what, it? What's really the, the statistical difference of two and three and hundred years? I mean, it's, it's the same. Wasn't there a And winters are getting milder thanks to global warming. That's oh, no. Right. It is really rather pleasant. Last year was like the mildest winter ever. It was great. It yeah. was Irene, Sandy, and then like two weeks ago, I went out and didn't have an umbrella and it stunk. So I counted three. <laughs> That's not a hundred year situation. That's it. <laughs> you didn't see a wet. Oh, I yeah, got. the blizzard. Somebody in the chat ah! room points out the blizzard. Yeah, when, the blizzard. when, when. Bloomberg failed to have any plows out, and there were streets in Brooklyn oh. that didn't get plowed for a month. Quick, you were to ridicule me. Um, I don't know if that was a hundred-year storm. Bart it was just a failure on the part of the authorities. Bart who points out that we have beach parties. There's a beach party. Oh, yeah, there's here. a beach party. <laughs> yes, it's it's, see, it's it's it increasingly sounds like we're making things up, and most of this is actually true. <laughs> That's just because so much so much stuff goes down in the city. We had the Republican National Convention. I mean, really. we all have lunch together. There's like a big like group lunch. That's true. Catered lunches every day. Optional. People don't understand that you are not required to go. You go because you want to. Yeah, people get really weirded out about the lunches. You're just required to want to. If you it's don't strange. want to, we have a two-hour training session every day to help understand why you don't want to. There's at least one day a week where like three-quarters of the company refuses to go to the lunchroom because it's fish and everyone has this big gripe against fish from like the catering fish. company and they all go downstairs and that's eat right, junk they food. That's right, they all go eat junk food. Actually, I'll, po I'll point out something that's, a, that's an advantage that uh, I notice is on all of our job uh, listings that we put out on careers and uh, everything is uh, we don't poke people with a sharp stick. That's I absolutely love that true. line. There, mm. there is absolutely nothing oppressive about working for us. Yes. You will not have a bad manager. Well. Except me. But I'm <laughs> like three levels removed at this point. Yeah. You don't even need to talk to Joel. Yeah. That's a perk. Wait, no. You <laughs> should want to talk to Joel. That's a reason to work here. Okay. No, now anything just... else on our list? You know, you know what else people do in New York sometimes? Uh, I see it pretty frequently. They wear hats. Yeah. Hat. That is a great. There point. are a lot of hats in New York. You do are you thinking quite, of like the hipster hats? Quite a variety hats. of hats in New York. Uh, there, there's lots of you know, and, and especially hats. like winter themed hats. Uh, see, I love winter. Hats have pretty That's... much disappeared from the California lexicon. Even the hipsters in California don't know about hats. I feel like hats need to be celebrated. We should yeah. do. We should do something with it. David, like can you we, think of anything we could do? I, with hats? Know, I, I feel like there's something we could do. I, <laughs> I feel like Joel doesn't quite get the joke yet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hats, are we doing anything with hats on the site? Oh, oh hats. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the audience doesn't get the joke yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got to explain it eventually. So last year, we did this thing uh, kind of unexpectedly called Hat Dash on the gaming Hat Dash. site. Unexpectedly? Yeah. <laughs> it just, we didn't, didn't it just appeared. We came right. in and we're like, what are these things? We really, we, no, no, it we really expected it, but we didn't tell anybody on the site we were doing it, except the mods. We sort of, we, we, we asked them before we did it, but they didn't tell anybody other than that. And, uh, and so, like, a week before, I wrote this really crazy blog post that made no sense, and people freaked out and were like, why are you posting blog posts that make no sense? And then a week later, <laughs> all of a sudden, we launched this thing, which, like, reskinned the site with snow, and you could unlock hats for your Gravatar. 
by doing certain things like asking questions in certain tags or uh, asking a certain number of questions and getting upvotes on them or posting in chat. So we had like 30 different hats and they were, for the gaming site, there were a lot of them were video game themed, but we had kind of your holiday hats and your, let's see, some of my favorite ones were that we had the Scrooge hat for uh, for participating in closing a question. Uh, we had the... Um, we had the Wampa Kappa, which was a Star Wars reference, which was a severed Wampa head that you could wear in, on top of your Gravatar. Mm -hmm. That one was kind of strange. We had a Darth Vader helmet. Since there was a Star Wars game that had just come out, we had, the, we had all sorts of fun. So we had the Minecraft helmet. So, uh, so, we, so we had a lot of fun doing this last year, and the users really seemed to like it, except for a few people who hated hats. But we gave them a nice button at the bottom of the page that said, I hate hats. And they clicked it, and then all the hats disappeared, and they could pretend it wasn't happening. Uh, so we did that, and uh, it was a huge hit on the site. But the thing we didn't expect was a bunch of other sites coming and saying, "Hey, why didn't we get hats? We want we want hats on our site," uh, which sort of surprised us because hats seemed like kind of a crazy idea that only the gaming right. community. As, as would everyone be into. knows, yeah. gamers love hats, and no one else uses hats. This is actually it's perfectly obvious. Well, hats are kind of a thing in video games uh, that uh, we don't have to go into it, but it's kind of a, it was kind of already a meme on the site, which is why we had the idea. Right. So this year, we decided to offer it to all the sites, and the way we decided to do that was to uh, ask the mods, and the mods could uh, either decide, yes, this is something we definitely want, or no, this is something we definitely don't want, or they could go and ask their site because they weren't sure. And I think so far we've had, uh, I don't know, like 60 or 70 sites opt into it, and we're still tallying the results from that. So... This is so you're now getting a sneak peek in a few weeks. I think the the December nineteenth nineteenth is when it uh, will go live yeah. on all the sites that are participating, and we'll have a nice. Uh, we're calling it Winter Bash 2012, and we'll have a nice landing page you can go to to see all the hats and uh, see what you have to do to unlock them. And there'll be there'll be uh, secret uh, hats. It's on seventy four sites, so that's like almost seventy four sites, almost I mean, all the yeah. sites. There's only a few that said no, and there's a few that just didn't respond. But and there's some that we didn't invite. There's uh, <laughs> no, we we ended up sending them an email too to to just say, hey, we're pretty sure you don't want this, but just so you don't feel left out, you know, we'll ask. And then they said, no, of course we don't want that. Um, yeah. The 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 one site which you know is. It's fair in Give their them defense. Hats really some, make sense some, in their community. Right. So, some, some sites were, I think, wanted to maintain a highly professional presentation. Yes, which we are it's definitely, fine. which is why we decided not to just opt all sites into this because we're sensitive to that. But it's also opt-in for users, right? It is, uh, it's, it's on the sites that, users. it's opt-out for users. It's really easy. You just click the button at the bottom of every page that says, I hate hats, and it goes mm -hmm. away forever on all, your, on all your sites. It's kind of a win, too, because if you hate hats now, it's not just a neutral. You've gotten to, like, destroy a bunch of hats you saw Yeah, you, you just, you. you know, you, you read, you, you made your Everyone opinion, gets something they want. You made your opinion known. And everyone else will see you with, you know, see your gravatar with the I hate hats hat. No, not true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome if instead we would have, they'd have a hat and it says "I hate hats" and we put that on. I mean, we dive you exactly. So we should say that uh, the one site we're not, uh, we decided not to opt in to even have the opt in is Stack Overflow. Uh, we're making it off by default there, but there you have the opposite button at the bottom of the page, which is the I love hats button. Right. If you want to have hats on Stack Overflow, you go and click that and suddenly you start seeing hats. And that's just because partly it was a technical thing where we weren't sure that, you know, millions of people coming to Stack Overflow when we had to load all these images, it might slow down the site. Is this going to make sense to anybody? 
hat. And there was also that concern, which is like the, the, whole, the whole internet freaks out, which is like, why are there hats on Stack Overflow? Stack Overflow <laughs> has jumped the shark. So, um, is Stack Overflow covered in hats or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's the plan. That's a thing that's happening. And we hope people enjoy it. We hope it's a fun thing, kind of an end enjoy of the year. The two, two weeks only. Uh, once the two weeks are over, your all the hats go back in the box. Uh, you, you don't get them. You don't get to see them again. But the for, me, the for, virtual box. The, the virtual box. Meta What's the metaphorical box as opposed to the virtual box? Yeah. So anyway, uh, so so uh, for two weeks and two weeks only, or two and a half weeks, you get to unlock hats right around the end of the year as kind of a holiday slash end of the year celebration. All right. So. Have we considered like punishment hats at all? Like if you get downvoted <laughs> a bunch, cap. you get a dunce hat or something like that? Uh, we, we try like with badges to avoid incentivizing <laughs> you to do bad things because okay. there are users that if you had a dunce cap, they would decide they needed to earn the dunce cap and they would go deliberately posting bad stuff. But it wouldn't be hard. It. You've been warned to stop acting so crazy. Now you Not wear the punion beard. Not oh, that's a good one. The punion <laughs> beard. The what baby is the beard, which it, the, it's the baby be beard that, that'll be disappearing in a few weeks. When has I guess a baby. this is a thing. I don't know. Or maybe he made it up. When you're having a baby, you just don't shave. I think this was just an excuse to not have to shave this for, is, for yeah, the this entire is nine months. Thing. It's it's way out of it control. Sounds a lot better than I have no explanation for this ridiculous beard. It's, <laughs> it's way out of control. He, and he's he doing looks it like it's 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 really after you have the baby that you don't want to shave because that's true. you're busy. And well, tired. he's gonna shave as soon as the baby comes, and then I guess keep it clean shaven. I hope. I don't know. It's 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 getting frightening. It's very cavemanish right now. <laughs> Anything else on our, you know, it's no shame not to have anything to talk about on the podcast. We could just wrap it up. Okay, play music. (laughs) (laughs) This is, you know, when I was a kid, the news in Israel, uh, the nightly news on the television started at 9 p.m. And it ran, there was only one channel because it was all government operated television in those days. And the news ran until they ran out of things to tell you about. And it would be somewhere between 20 minutes and an hour. And sometimes even longer. And sometimes, you know, like if there was a war going on or something, they would just go all night. But usually it was 20 minutes to 45 minutes. That was the usual range. And you never knew when anything was going to be on television after that because the entire evening schedule would just adjust based on how long the news went. But it was nice. They were like, hey, we don't have any news. It's, it's only been nine hours and 20 minutes. We don't have to show you a baby polar bear from the Berlin Zoo to keep you entertained for for. Yeah, they minutes. hadn't Stop learned the whole just, you just have to have the minutes. stock story that you trot out when did you pull out you yeah. just got a file like, is, yeah. is something at the drugstore killing you right now yeah. we'll tell you a little bit later <laughs> so question uh, yes. i know we have to take a shot when joel tells an army story does that yeah. count if he tells a story no. about just being in israel i think it's in israel stories in general you mentioned war. it's growing up in israel it's definitely there was war in related. israel in there in the, yeah. in the that's true there was war involved in the news broadcasts i remember when my when my uncle was working in the state department in israel when they were rockets really? landing and yeah in tel aviv and I was very young and very scared. Oh, so there you go. There's a connection. I just told an Israel story. That's how about that? That's like everybody has to drink Kool Aid. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. I remember when Joel and David were telling stories about the Israeli military once. Can we fire Jay yet? (laughs) Next week on the on the Stack Exchange um, podcast is this thing from the drugstore killing you? (laughs) 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 We'll tell you what it might be. On the Stack Exchange Podcast, number 39. Thank you all for listening for this long. Listen, we don't want to take people's time if we don't have anything interesting to say. This is really good. This is like at least a four out of 10, which is a huge improvement over the last few weeks. We talked about actual things, many of which related to our business. Okay. Special thanks to uh, our special guest, Will Cole, 
and our normal guest, Jay, David, and I'm Joel Spolsky, your host. Good night. Good night. Good night, Internet. Good night. Because we are little Okay, a bear is a policeman. Uh, a hog is actually a hog. It's a pig. It, that's what they smell badly because bear in the air is a is a helicopter policeman. I like where they have those signs: speed limit enforced by aircraft. Smokey is a bear. Well, wait. So a bear is a policeman, and Smokey is Did a bear. Did you just Google bear yeah. on the internet, bear. and you're just reading us the top <laughs> results here? Is that what's going on right now? He is definitely not reading the top results for that search.